to Minority Corner. With an Eke. And James. The, the Wonder, Wonder Twins, Twins of Podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner. What you got on episode 145. I'm talking about some baseball in the DR during the Depression. Oh, wow, that (laughs) took a turn. I know. We'll just see what happens, how it affected um, American baseball players as well. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Well, I'm going to kick it over to me. This is actually based on one of our listeners, and it's almost, I guess I think they call it, it's a retraction from last week. And uh, some words were used, and we're going to to do a deep dive into what uh, words are. Not just words in general, but specific words. So looking at what is terms like uh, pansexuality versus bisexuality versus um, sexually fluid, what does all that mean? Help me out. Oh, the words be coming out of my mouth and I don't know what they mean. I know. Also, I feel like we have a lot of wonderful hot topics that we are just, uh, we need to dive into. I love it. Some Serena Williams, Serena some U.S. War. Open. Yes. Um, Olivia Munn and I. Predator movie, right? Predator movie. And I went to Fire Island and I have Ooh. some notes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> also... I, yes. was, I got stuck. I, I only talked to you about the Hunger Games. I, uh, oh, I uh, oldie but a goodie. Coming back. Wow. old is new again. So let's get I'm, into it. Let's do it. I'm intrigued. James. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? That's my new catchphrase. Hey, hey, hey. Is it hey, new? Hey, hey, Is it new? Well, okay. I don't everything. know. Well, Aneka, you know what? Everything old is new again. But so I mean, I for you, I'm not saying that back. you like took it from anybody. I feel like you've that has been your catchphrase. That has. Um, okay, so well, I just, well, maybe I forgot. I can't remember what I do. Okay. <laughs> I just got back to the mainland. Welcome. I was. <laughs> Alo- should I say aloha? What's going on? <laughs> what is it? What do you say here on uh, the mainland? I I was on the island of fire. Oh, Fire I spent Island. Three so days not, in Fire Island. Not too far off the coast. <laughs> not too, you know, just a shy off. Uh, it's its own, but it's its own world. I hmm. uh, it's it's it, a I've wild, never wild been. Time. I can't tell you any stories because what happens in Fire Island should just never be repeated outside. Um, Explicit. Explicit to the max. So I have like the Tara Reid party girl voice happening. Is it? Can I sing a song that might um, mm. that might give a little highlight into what happened? Yeah. Is it thong song? No, it's oh. dicks, dicks, butts, butts, <laughs> dicks and butts, butts, dicks Dick. and butts, and a kiss Dick. and a butt. Yeah, okay. it was pretty much that. I felt like I now know what it's like to be a housewife. Like the, I don't. Oh, you, know? you were kept. What's happening? <laughs> I just mean like the, it feels like the the drama oh, shenanigans that happens. Not a real a housewife. Drinking, like a real yeah. Like sorry. a Bravo housewife. Yeah, I forgot that uh, housewives means two different things. <laughs> yeah. There's like the regular old housewife, and then there's yeah. the reality TV star housewife. Like, never mind that, like, none of them are married either. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, don't even see that in the background. We actually redubbed the island Tears Island because there's just tears. tears. Like, people wow. leave in tears sometimes. Like, one what? person. 
it. Not everybody survived the weekend, I'll tell you that. It gets crazy. What? I'm just crazy. picturing, this is like the weirdest thing to picture, but when Taylor Swift was dating that one guy from um, whatever boy band, British boy band. Uh, the Ozarks. Nope. Uh, yeah. O-Town. <laughs> no. It? it doesn't Hi- matter. High five five. Sure. Five of us. Um, he dumped five her. Five kids five. One and they were. Yes, there you go. Okay, that was um, hard. <laughs> I, I, I lost interest. Um, <laughs> he dumped her, and she had to take a ferry back home. And there's like aerial <laughs> shots of her just sitting sad at the end of the ferry by herself. <laughs> that is, it is like that because there is a ferry to and fro Fire Island. Yeah, that's what I imagine. Just a bunch of sad. Sad queens quiet, quiet. on that boat, <laughs> just crying quiet their eyes rides, out. Quiet rides, quiet yes. rides <laughs> It's dr- it's crazy. It's like the real world, but it's like everybody can potentially fuck each other. Like it's not just wow. gets dangerous when there's like debauchery and drinking and drugs and that sort of stuff. You know? Yeah, so, that's not good. What if somebody's it, like, I'm not attracted to you? Well, I mean, then just like in real life, then you just don't hook up with them. What? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> You don't have I to. I mean, that's it's not any like situation if someone is potentially, <laughs> you like, if you think about any situation, everybody can potentially hook up with yeah. attractions. Oh, that's then, true. You know? Yeah. I will say this is nothing that I wanted to talk to you about, but just a little caveat. I'm hey, hoping I, I can bring just... it out of you. Well, we, on one of our recover on Sunday of Full Blown Recovery Day, we got, like, mm-hmm. we were flipping through the channels, and thank God there was just a Hunger Games marathon, so we didn't have to, like, decide what we wanted to watch. It was yeah, just, it's like, a good sweet. one. We're good for 10 hours. I don't just have to figure it. out. Leave it on. Mm-hmm. When we got to the Mocking, the third one, like, mm-hmm. the second Mocking part. Jay? Mocking Jay Part 2, mm-hmm. uh, Electric Boogaloo, mm. I... And when we got to that one, what we realized is that second half of that movie, every all the adventures that Katniss is doing, she doesn't impact any of the revolution at all. And in fact, yeah. like, she doesn't she doesn't help the rebels at all. She goes on this adventure to try to kill Snow. She yeah. doesn't end up killing him. Nothing right. she does tips the balance of the war. So she actually, for two hours, could have just stayed at home. It's and stupid. Less, and less people would have died. That is so, what an interesting writing point. Like, everything well, did you... she just did was pointless. <laughs> did you it read the been book? for her to, I didn't. I, oh, I, I read okay. the first two, but it would have yeah. better for her to stay at home. Did the movies diverge? Well, no, not necessarily. The book, it's different because the books are from her perspective. So they oh. kind of, had a problem okay. they had a problem going on <laughs> when they reached that movie yeah when you get to that point because you're like wait like i want to see what's going on with the war or like yeah. but and you're right if you're following it from this one one person's perspective then it makes sense that you don't see all the other jazz exactly it's just her adventure but when we're watching it from the bird's eye view we're like yeah okay, you're like what wait, is happening i know those bombs well how did they get there well they captured him when did that happen shouldn't i have yeah. seen that like it makes more sense when it's from her perspective perspective in the yeah. book because you kind of hear say from other you know like oh, it hear, becomes yeah. more secondhand kind of and it's interesting sure. yeah. but from a movie it's boring as hell because they made a wrong choice at the beginning right well and then they like and that when they all of a sudden introduce like 12 new characters and like you know that they're being set up because it's like here's 12 people that are gonna die I know they're like <laughs> avatar people it's like a fucking yeah, but, like video game or something where it's like just, I've only known you for 20 minutes and they're like oh George is gone like well who the fuck is George George? I don't know know. George and then they do a ballsy move they're like here's two twins and you're like you know when when twins come in you're like ooh they about to fuck shit up nope 
Those I twins know. were got first, or like after the black guy, twins gone. I was like, well, don't give me twins and have them go in the beginning. I just got it. One, this is dated. Yeah, <laughs> when I know. the fuck did Hunger Games come I, out? Pop culture, and what? T- that movie is old. It was on TNT <laughs> Marathon. Oh, God. So you guys had commercials in between and everything? <laughs> we did. But you know how they get you? And how? every movie, like when a movie's on TV, for the first 45 minutes or like first mm-hmm. like half hour, there'll be no commercials because they right. hook you in. And then it's commercials like every five minutes. And then I hate it because the commercial is so shocking. That first commercial break, you're like, whoa. It's loud as I know. fuck. And the Hunger Games should be redubbed. That second one was the Whisper Games. Like, we had the volume up to, like, 80, and we could not hear their whispering the entire well, if time. if you are in a manufactured island, you're not about to be screaming at the top of your lungs, are you? Mm, that could kill tr- you? Yeah, that's true. Well, but yeah, that's true. I just, no, like, I, oh, <laughs> I just, like, well, I, I mean, as a listener, I couldn't hear anything. I know. Okay, so here's my thing. Since we're talking about show, well, movies, um, Mm. perspectives of movies and people coming in and out of perspectives and like disappearing from the plot, coming back into the plot. Yeah. Have you watched Insecure? I'm not caught up in the latest episode. I haven't seen when they go to Coachella. Okay. Oh, Oh, so you haven't seen the one where they go to Coachella? I haven't seen it. It's queued up. I just got back from the island, so I haven't. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Someone popping back up? I don't know. Oh, look at mystery, mystery all around. <laughs> I don't know. What is Ugh. that? That sounds like a catchphrase if I ever heard one. Mystery, mystery all around. <laughs> I know. Uh, last thing on the Hunger Games, they did introduce 12 characters, new characters. We're still talking new- about Hunger Okay, what's well, this is a this will actually ties more into the podcast because they're oh. all all of them were white. And Lisa Divergent does <sighs> yeah, Divergent does better about like diversity. They got yeah, the Yeah, but Octavia I wish Divergent Spencer. wasn't fucking budget though. <laughs> they're you know it's budget. They didn't even she... bother with the last one. Yeah, yeah. They're like, uh, she's in the desert. <laughs> no, CGI they didn't. Desert. They were like, no, they were oh, gonna yeah, do. They a... couldn't afford it. They were right. like, and then they're gonna try to make a TV show. And, and then they're like, never like, mind. Do you know who I am? I'm I on am HBO Shil- now. <laughs> I'm Shailene Woodley. I'm not coming to CW. Sorry, mm-hmm. call mm-hmm. Blake Lively. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, was, snap. Uh, wow. Okay. XOXO <laughs> Gossip Girl. <laughs> oh, God. She's um, in a budget new movie that I'm not excited about that I don't understand. Oh, that is on the top of my airplane movie list. It looks the, weird as one hell. With Anna Kendrick, and she's like, yes. my, she's like, my friend is missing, but what? like, she's but like, why? wear my clothes, be why my friend. Why is she wearing tails all the time? She's like dressed like she's putting on the Ritz. Like it makes she, no sense. That's part of the mystery, mystery, mystery all around. And I guess mystery, mystery. You <laughs> wear around. tails and top hat and Beware. tails. <laughs> yes. I'm just here picking up my daughter wearing top hat and tails for no reason. <laughs> mystery. Um. Speaking of a mystery, can we talk uh-huh. about the mystery that is sexism, racism, and tennis? Um, yes, there's a phenomenon called, I'm probably going to mispronounce it, but I presume it's Miss, on, Miss Noir or... Mise-en-scene? No, isn't that a theater term? <laughs> I think so, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the combination of misogyny and noir, so black misogyny, so it's the it's the... A new co- concept where people are talking about Miss War, M- Noir, something Ooh, like that. That kind of sounds like what I want my daughter's name to be. But do, you best not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Noir. She's reclaiming um, it. She's reclaiming you it. You are black, James. <laughs> if 
you I have know, a daughter. I, I, sure, I her name will literally translate to black woman hate. <laughs> okay. Well, I actually want to name my daughter Jasmine Felicia Jones, but continue. Okay. Random. So <laughs> basically, it's this new concept because people talk about misogyny. People also talk about, you know, um, racism. But mm. noir is the intersectionality of hate Ooh. for just black people, which right now is targeting Serena Williams. Yeah, she is prime target number one. Let's catch the kitties up on what happened. Okay. So the U.S. Open just um, concluded. Yes. And um, Serena Williams was up against Naomi Osaka, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who is, uh, she's Japanese, she's uh, American, uh, but she's half Haitian and half Japanese. Exactly, which is another point that is a part of Miss on Noir as well, because people kept bringing up her Japanese descent and not bringing up her fucking Haitian descent, which she nobly kept correcting people about, which Mm -hmm. I'm so glad she kept doing, because that's racism in itself. Yep, true. So, um... Naomi, it was 20, and she actually looked up to Serena for so long, and the two of them faced off, queen against queen, and um, there were some penalties, right? So, I think three penalties against Serena Williams, one was not really just... was whatever, but then there was another one. I don't remember what the penalty was. I th- was it the coaching one that there was like, yes. oh, you're getting coaching, and yes. she's like, I'm not. She 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 was she wasn't she wasn't getting coaching, right? And she brought up in which she challenged the umpire, which I'm very proud of her doing. She was like, I'm not. I um, have a daughter. I would not cheat. I would not do that for, in front of you know my daughter yeah. as like a thing. She I, works hard. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't need it. She's not gonna cheat. Doesn't need to. Um, and so she demanded an apology from the umpire. She said, you owe me an apology. And then that motherfucker slams her with um, verbal threat. Mm-hmm. Which is like, what? Yeah. You're like all the way up in your little like lifeguard chair. <laughs> and she's not even threatening you. She's just asking for an apology in a forceful He's, way. But come on, you're being a yeah, dick. But it probably, I mean, is it possible that this guy has some bias and sees it differently coming from a black woman? Duh. Ding, 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 ding. And a then of, he, mm-hmm. he like made her lose one of the games. I don't know how tennis works. He took away a point or did He took something. away crucial points that made her lose the game. Yeah. Um, also, mind you, like all this is happening and she's getting all these like infractions or penalties or thing thingamabobs mm-hmm. um it's also probably like now it's in her head like now she like mentally oh, yeah. yeah like it's probably fucking with her performance as well not to mention the fact that she couldn't wear her cat suit because they just didn't like it so She's just trying to be herself and right. they won't let her be her they won't let her and so because of that she ended up losing and naomi won but like it was awful because naomi she didn't deserve this. She, a yeah. lot of people said in her own right, would have won because yeah. she's just that good. And right. she deserved that win. Yeah. And Serena deserved to lose fair and square. Right. And um, Serena, you could tell, recognizes that because yeah. during the, like, the, the ceremony, people are fucking booing Naomi, which is, that fucking sucks, too. Yeah, totally. She's crying. 
And Serena puts her arm around her, which I thought was beautiful. beautiful. Like a moment yeah. of solidarity. Solidarity. Because, you know? like, I mean, I, Serena, like, is happy to, she's lost before, and she wasn't mm-hmm. so much angry. It was, like, the principle of it. And, she, like, she said she called him on it. Uh, she even, like, called him on, like, the sexism of it. Right. And she she threw she th- threw a racket, and I think she got uh, a point off of that or something, too. And, like, you know, uh, there's all kinds of male tennis pay- players who have have, have um, very famously John gotten- Mack. Row. He's yeah, notorious got, for got, it. They made notorious. a commercial off of it and gotten like crazy off of it. And mm-hmm. and and so it's just like that double standard. It's incredibly frustrating to see. It's incredibly frustrating to see. And then on top of it is all the coverage that has been happening about it, which is both ways. Like some people have been portraying it fairly. But other people like Australia, their national newspaper, the Herald Sun, um, they they released a political cartoon oh. and it depicts first of all in Ugh, the background close to it it's basically oh, they God. make her giant but before i even get to her okay. because i want to point out something that a lot of people aren't pointing out they have the umpire bending over to Ni- who supposedly is naomi right and mm-hmm. says can you just let her win why is naomi she's portrayed as a blonde white woman <laughs> what Yes, man. They just have because they just have the vilifier that much more. They're like, oh, the 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 poor the poor nice white lady. Can you even believe that? Can you like Naomi Osaka is a brown? She is a black woman. Like you know, she's a woman of color, and they like first of all they portray her like as a totally different person, and then they have uh, Serena. Fully throwing in the middle of a fit, her 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 racket is on the ground, destroyed. She's full on giant lip sambo gorilla oh, looking, God. terrible. It's blatant racism. It's like a scream of racism. It's not even if somebody. It's not even like us being like racism. It's like somebody <laughs> from across the room is like racism. Like the man who created this is a fucking racist. Wow, plain and simple. Plain and simple. Did I go into it? I feel like I did. I go back in time and back to like the 1950s or something. Like I yes. can't believe a cartoon like that would have gotten. Yes, yeah. I'm but. gonna side on myself going to Australia. Y'all can fucking keep it right you now. You know what? Jesus. Had my ticket booked, but you know what? You're not getting these dollars. Mm-mm. Not getting these gay ass dollars. No, sir. Um. Well, you know something else that happened uh, while I was on the island. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was. I I heard the story while I was on coming back from the island, which also on a ferry. Um, I was looking at my phone because I went hmm. phoneless for three days. It was very liberating. Look at you unplugging. Just an island boy living his best life. I can't I... even handle you. I can't <laughs> wait till I go on a trip and then mm. I can act all luxurious. When is that going to be? 18 years from now? Jeez. Mm-hmm, probably. Stop. Um, <laughs> I'll have all the fun for you. I will say the the house that we were staying, I mean, all the homes are so beautiful. They all have, like, you know, pools and they're they're gorgeous. But on the coffee table, it had, like, um, pictures from Fire, like, the history of Fire Island and pictures. Mm. I flipped through that damn book. Mm-hmm. And you know what I saw? What? One black person. In Are that you entire... surprised, James? Yes, I am because Fire Island is off the coast of New York, and New York is yeah. hella diverse. Like it just right uh, super eye-roll. and like I know. Uh, I'm, I'm. I mean, how many black people? I hope to hell that you're hanging out with a lot of black people. 
the one of the guys in my house is a black guy. Shout That's out to Shamel. Um, I will say, I mean, there's not a lot of like, the, mm-hmm. it was more diversity on the island than what was in that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but it, I mean, it still is definitely like overwhelming majority white. Although, and we were at one of the dance cl- uh, we were at the underwear party. Okay. And <laughs> as dicks, you do. Dicks, booties, booties, <laughs> dicks, and booties. Oh, they played that song. Um, it's a good song. Uh, we were at the underwear party, and one of my friends, uh, Gerald, we were moving around, and he was like, you and Shamel are the only black people here. And I mm-hmm. was going to co-sign on that, but he happened to say it at the worst time, because mm. then I turned to my left, and I was like, oh, there's one standing right next to me. Oh, there's one right behind me. Oh, there's one right to the right. I was literally surrounded by the five other black people that were there. I mean, that's uh, good, but there's always... <laughs> there's You know that we're in the minority when you have to be like, where's Waldo? One. Blink, blink, oh, blink, yeah, blink, yeah. blink, 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 blink. I know. <laughs> It's Um, just about, it's that fucking bullshit where it's like status, who gets access, who's invited, mm -hmm. who's friends with who, you know? It's right on the invite thing because these uh, people get like invited, you rent out, you get a house, it's like a timeshare essentially for like the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you kind of have to like, you know people if you're trying to get into a house. And like you said, they think there's an invitation thing that goes along with it. So uh, access. And that's hella expensive too. Not to say that like black gays don't also have money, but um, let's talk. I mean, race and economics are a true thing. They are a true thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you had fun diversifying it up one man uh, at a time. You're welcome, Fire Island. I know. Keeping them quotas up. <laughs> but did you hear about the thing that's been going on with the the Predator, the movie, the new Predator movie that's coming coming out? So, so I've heard a twinkling. Can you give me like a little bit of a rundown? My lovely darling Psylocke, a.k.a. Olivia Munn, actually, a.k.a. Psylocke, because she's really Olivia Munn. Yeah, because, I mean, what is she doing in that movie? The X-Men she, movie. Uh, she, she got, got a makeover she got from... She got a costume change <laughs> from, ap- from Apocalypse. <laughs> the ultimate, his mutant power is make- giving makeovers. I fucking love that whole movie. It's just a mutant makeover montage. Yeah. Mutant makeover <laughs> montage. You get uh, a leather onesie. You get a leather onesie. <laughs> she, uh, at the very end, I saw the tail end of it on Recovery Island Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. She tries to um, cut him with her little uh, hand purple knife things okay uh, but then it turns out it's mystique so it wasn't her actually Ooh. so she didn't do anything you're right she okay. sneaks away yeah at the end. oh anyways so olivia munn the predator i mean um, let's i hate to no yes olivia mum she okay. munn yeah olivia mum um not the mum mum's the word not olivia mum i don't know her she's not doing um, a movie but olivia, olivia munn Mun. yeah oh yeah mun 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 so she so she's in the movie the predator yes and the remake reboot the remake yeah the reboot re the remix directed by missy elliott no directed i got by... braids in middle school and they called me predator and i never wore braids again and then i got old and i was like fuck that shit now i wear braids all the time so wow. that's a quickie little story for people well fuck those kids yeah i mean those I kids hope, are dumb i hope you're adults now better at doing life you know what no, and they're they books. i hope no one wrote <laughs> don't ever change because they needed to change i think they're not doing i let's just say oh i'm doing pretty good there you go there you go all right all the snaps i, ready for I that succeeded reunion. in that story 
Beautiful. <laughs> so um, Shane Black apparently casted his friend Stephen Wilder Striegel. I don't know who this guy is. Never heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> she is the uh, Jennifer Lopez, you're Mariah Carey. Yes. You don't know her. I don't know her. Um, and you won't because she's been cut from the movie. Good. I, because apparently I, she has, she's a sex offender, not she, I'm sorry. He, let's go back friend. to he. Let's go he, back to he. Yeah, this would be I, confusing for everybody. Confused. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> he, um, he is a sex offender and um, Olivia Munn Yuck. found out and he, and this happened like 2010, like he had wow. online lured this 14-year-old girl. Yep, this... like classic Predator. Yeah, like to catch a Predator, <laughs> right? Wow. Like he literally um, talk is about the irony. I know. <laughs> oh, God, we shouldn't be making light of this. Okay, so he did that. Yeah, and so uh, he's a sex offender. He's a registered sex offender. And yeah. Olivia Munn had found out, and she like insisted that Shane Black, like she's the only person that had like a scene with him. She didn't know. Um, oh, my God. And she insisted that he be cut from the movie. Good. And she's been very vocal about it. I love and it. And she then, um, I guess her other cast members, she, the male co-stars, she's been like, you guys haven't been backing me up on this, and no one they has haven't like, really, been. They haven't been. They've been kind of silent and mum. And they apparently like some of them didn't show up or walked out of an interview where they it came up. I'm and... sick of men protecting men like predator shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like you would notice, like let's say let's look at the Asia Argento case, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, Argento, where she went up against Harvey Weinstein, but then lately it's come out that there's some tricky shit that's been going on with her and a teenager that in the happened in the past that right. was um, sexual misconduct. You don't see women backing her up yeah, because I mean, we're like, no, fuck that. That's like, gross. Just let ladies be ladies, or that was a no. long time ago. That was in the past. Exactly. Like if you have a friend that is nasty, call them on their shit. Yeah. Let call call out the nasty. Call out the nasties. Call them. Doesn't out. that seem matter of fact? Like it, that feels. It does, yeah. Sterling K. Brown, who's also in the movie, he finally uh, had a tweet that he came out and said, and essentially, okay. I guess he um, said something to the effect of, I he wasn't there at the festival that it would premiere it at, otherwise he would have been there, and he said that mm. he has, like, he, it's very brave that she's doing, and that she's, he's apologized that she's felt um, so isolated. But there is other talk, I don't know if it's him, but some of the other actors that's sort of like, well, mm-hmm. you know, that like you said, like, will that happen in the past? Like, how long does someone have to be held accountable for something. If and, you, <laughs> oh God! And like on one end, on one end, I, I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, okay, I, I hear uh-huh. that. But then, like, uh-huh. you have to remember, though, like, um, it, it's, and I, I do understand. I do think that people who have done, you know, crimes, like, I do believe in rehabilitation, being able to, depending on what the crime is, exactly. That's my thing, right? Depending on what the crime is, but then you have to look at this too. It's like, you know. I think it's like something about forty five percent of people who end up in prison are on the are in prison for drug related crimes. Yeah, that's and then different. They can't, and they can't. But here's the thing. But then they can't get jobs, right? So yeah, that this guy is like he spent. He I, has I a job. He had a job, and that's the thing is that it calls into question that in Hollywood there is no 
like checks for that. And Olivia right. Munn's whole entire thing is that like sh- no one was made aware of this. That like right. she she wasn't given the opportunity to say I won't work with him. Like it wasn't information that was given to her. Like or aren't you like supposed to like announce sexual predator like especially child pre- like predators like that's supposed to be announced. People are supposed to know. Exactly, because it gives people the opportunity to be able to make a decision, and she right. that was taken away from her. So that's that's a conversation. And then I guess too, it kind of reminded me of like you know, Leo C.K. recently did like a stand up yeah, thing, stand up thing, and people are like, "Well, how how much time is he supposed to you know like He's wait been out? Gone less been than a year, seven months. I think it's been seven months. Fuck he took a vacation, yeah, you know? and like that's too, less than a pregnancy." Right, yeah. And it's too, it's like, well, what did he do in that seven months? Did he uh, fund uh, movies that are, you know, talking about issues of, you know, right. sexual harassment and sexual misconduct? Yep. Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, you know, I absolutely people can come back into the fold, but it's like, what are you doing when you come back? It's not enough mm-hmm. just to go away and be like, okay, I'm back. Like, did you go take classes? Did you do programming? Did you put, you know, funding yep. towards, you know, different women's rights organizations? It's like, when Chris, it's like when Chris Brown, uh, beat Rihanna and then the next thing he was singing at a boxing match I'm like right it's bullshit that doesn't it, make like, sense it's dumb it's like okay so for me recovery plan yes one if you are um, a child molester I'm sorry you um, will have a hard time recovering I don't know how that's gonna fix because you're forever tainted at least to me because children are sacred like that makes no sense to me you need to go to deep therapy after that if that's you yeah but if you let's say you assaulted somebody or you um were a sexual harasser one tainted you need to be okay with the fact that people are not going to want to deal with you or work with you and move on Two, go away for at least a fucking year yeah. Go away for a year and then doing during that year, do community service, go to deep therapy, um, do some private donations, work with organizations, really show that you're you have penance for what you fucking did. Yeah. None of these guys like fucking Matt Lauer was yes, seen like on a to, on a boat called the Cup. Resilience. Oh God. Like poor Matt fucking Lauer. Like fuck that guy. Like all of these things are so ego driven and it's so obvious that they think that they could get away with anything and that nothing's going to happen. Just like your talk last week about Anita Hill, how it's like, it just cycles over and over again. And we need to stop this cycle because clearly people like Louis CK and Matt Lauer truly believe that it's like, Oh, it'll blow over. It'll be fine. Everybody's going to welcome us back. No, fuck you. Take some more time. It makes me angrier that they think that they can just rise and like float over. and Like nothing happened. Nope. You gotta get a job at the, at the night shift of Walmart stock and shelves because and nothing's wrong with that. That's a job. Right, yeah, but just like out, out of my face, out Get of my face, out of the limelight, not the public light. Yep, I'm, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. I thank you for that checking because I also wasn't sure if it's like I also don't care about Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't sure if it's like I also, but no, you helped corroborate that. Like I'm like, no, you've yeah. not paid your penance. And I liked Louis C.K. That mm. one was hard for me because mm. I actually enjoyed his TV show. I enjoyed some of his stand-up. And in fact, what he did to people, I've had done to me. Mm. So that was that hit hard. Yeah, That hit fucking hard. So I get it because it's one of those gray areas where you're like, well, they didn't really, they didn't touch me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I was in the room. My case, I was like, I went on the date with a guy and I didn't want to have sex. So he just like, you know, wanked it in front of me. But that's mm. abuse. Yeah. That's taking yeah. advantage. That's you... fucking power play. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that one was hard for me. And yeah, he needs to go away because it's fucking gross. Yeah. Gotta learn your lessons. Wow. I know. This has been a rousing. uh, (laughs) I got wild. Sorry. No, you got informative. It got, you know what? It got real. Yeah. That's what it did. It got real, real, real. So that's what we do. And we're keeping it real. We're going to keep it real in your corner, too. Mm hmm. Let's go. Let's find out about some baseball. Baseball. This is NASA. Uh, I see a flat Earth, but we should lie to everybody about it and say it's round 10-4. Maximum Fun brings you the latest podcast, an expose on the flat Earth. I want to take advantage of humankind and make them believe a lie so that they will trust us with the government. It's all an elaborate lie. And when you get on a plane, they purposefully fly you farther than you need to go. It's disgusting. It needs to be stopped. And if you listen to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we will tell you the truth behind the lies. I'm just kidding. kidding. No, we no. won't do that. We will just tell you the truth behind the truth because what we do is we look at extraordinary claims. That's right. We've gone undercover with alternative medical treatments, fringe religious groups, fringe science claims, the spiritual paranormal. We're there to check it out and let you know what happens. Is the Queen Mary haunted? I don't know. Find out. We show up. We make friends. We learn what happens when you ask questions and we tell you all about it. And we get all that funky stuff done to us. It's Ono, Ross, and Carrie at MaximumFun.org. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. Or some empanadas and whatever they eat in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, okay. It's terrible. Wow. You're like, empanadas and whatever uh, they uh, eat. Uh, yeah, Oroso okay. con- they- con pollo. I think that's something that's Ooh. eaten in. They might also have some popcorn. I'm sure. And I'm sure they got some plantains, too, because it's a Caribbean, and everybody loves a plantain Ooh. in the Caribbean. Yes. You cannot stop me from eating a plantain mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. Okay. So today... I am talking about the coolest name for a baseball team ever, the Dragones de Ciudad Trujillo. Look at you. Hello, Miss Española. I'm not really. Probably somebody's cringing right now, but you know what? They're like cringing. We'll just have to deal with it. Hey, Anaki didn't take Spanish in high school, okay? Oh. <laughs> well, you know what? It's been a while. So everyone back Back up. the fuck up. It's been a while <laughs> and I have not been consistently speaking it, but I do know certain words that pop out at me and I don't know how to roll Let's my just... R's. So I'm Lo Siento. You know <laughs> <laughs> she is trying her best. Okay. She's trying her best. We're with you. I support you. Okay, so I got this from the AV Club. They have this really kind of cool thing where they look into different um, parts of history and they kind of uncover it. So I found this interesting story from the 1930s. So oh, we going we back, going in back, time. back in time, back back in time. To- the uh, depre- it was the depression here was the depression it everywhere was, depression was worldwide felt 
Okay. It was very much so, felt. Okay. Because um, the Depression is a lot of what led to what was happening around the world, well, which was fascism. Mm, it was not as fashionable as you think. I mean, now. Well, I wouldn't even say oh, now. It is... Uh, Everything old is new again. Yikes. Uh, it's trying to make a research. It's trying. Okay, so in the 1930s, fascism, because people were having, after the World War One, people were fucking beat the fuck down, right? So fascism yeah. was popping its ugly little head all over the place in the world, especially in Europe, but it was also happening in the Caribbean. So places like um, Cuba, Haiti, mm-hmm. El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Venezuela, they all had dictators during this time. Hmm. And the number one sign to fascism is a dictator. Yeah, I was. I have a question, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you can answer this, but it just made me think, like, what is the appeal to fascism? And, like, how does it happen? Is it, like, people don't realize that they are in a fascist nation? It just happens, like, over like like over time, like it's an accident? Like, oh, my God, I will... Well... How did we get here? I can kind you know? of... Or, like, do people co-sign on it? They're like, yes, sign me up for some fascism. I want a dictator. That's a very this good great. question. And I don't think that I can necessarily fully answer it, but I think right now in America, it's a good... Um, indication that you're in a slowly boiling pot for fascism so a good indication for fascism is that there is rising nationalism so as like right now there's like white nationalists that are like us we're the best only believe us right Mm -hmm. so a lot of people will co-sign onto that and then apathy Mm -hmm. there's a lot of other people that don't necessarily agree with that but they're kind of like whatever what am i gonna do which mm-hmm. is they're like especially if it doesn't directly affect exactly. them they're like oh, okay mm-hmm. i'm doing okay exactly um and then the dictator who says magical fun things slowly starts to to have more draconian kind of like laws in place and since they're they make sure that they become a dictator so therefore you can't really get rid of them and then whoops next thing you know you're in a fucking oppressive state yeah, you're like, oh my god, how this happened? I thought I was just signing up for fun chants about locking her up and building walls. Yeah, so I mean, I could be wrong about this. I'm not a historian. No, I'm not a political scientist. But I, but you yeah. are a librarian yeah. and you've read books. <laughs> so that's a lot. That's of them. my general idea about fascism. I do feel like it's not like a bunch of dum dums that just like fall into sure. it. I think it's like a perfect storm of bullshit that gets you into it. And it's not like people like necessarily directly say, "Oh yes, I want that." Right. And when people are in a fascist, Regime. do they know that? Like, yeah, do they know that they're in a fascist nation, or do, or do people like we see Depends. it? And we're like, we see you being. Okay. If you, they're like, no, I'm not. I'm not in a fascist nation. What are you talking about? If you are about? a full supporter, like for instance, let's just say Trump. Um, um, gets his way, gets rid of term limits, becomes the president for life of the United States. He has all these rules that have now been implied to all of us. We're under control. It is now technically fa- a fascist state. But all his Trump supporters mm. won't believe that. They'll be like, no, this is America. It's a democracy. Exactly. I can't vote for anybody else, but it's a democracy. Yes. And they're like, you know what? I didn't like voting on Tuesdays anyways. I get my free time back. I think that's that's I think that's how it is. Like, I don't think, like, Nazis in Germany were like, this is a fascist state. (laughs) Like, they were probably like, this is tight. I'm a Nazi, you know? 
yeah, okay, yeah. I just, I, I oh man, you, you were like, I can't, I am learn laughing and playing okay, today. I don't know. Let I me mean, tell you. Like I said before, I am not a historian, I am not a political scientist. So if one of you guys out there listening has a better explanation, please text us, tweet us, don't text us, tweet us, text no, us. <laughs> tweet us. That's for what long explanation. <laughs> and two, you giving out your uh-uh. number? <laughs> tweet us, write us an email, all of that good stuff. Let us know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that I'm caught up on fascism. All right. Cool. So now we're going to talk about one fascist state, which was the Dominican mm. Republic in the 1930s. Um, they had a dictator, Rafael Trujillo. Okay. And Rafael mm. Trujillo ruled um, Dominica, Dominican Republic for 31 years. Damn. I know. So while he was, um, you know, essentially kicking and pooping all over the Dominican Republic. He was basically um, obliterating civil liberties and he was killing his own people by the thousands. Damn. So a, a lot of the times, um, to was it specific people? I mean, like, I didn't like, look or, into that. Uh, you gotta look into okay, that's okay. like sure, sure. we're we're here to talk about baseball. Sorry, James. Too many questions. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm not getting the history of the Dominican Republic uh, Republic's uh, dictator. You're like this is a baseball yeah, conversation. This is just set up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Wikipedia. You can't click on me. There's nothing highlighted. I'm like more about this Do dictator. Your please. side research. So. <laughs> That's just background. Okay, Okay. so a lot of the times dictators, and you'll notice this, will have like fake stupid elections to kind of have the uh, like fake appeal uh, that it's a democracy when it's not really, you know? So because he was killing thousands of people, he was like, you know what? I need more people to like me. So what do people like? People like baseball. So for the 1937 political race quote unquote because he's a dictator um Mm. he created his own baseball team wow yeah which is fascinating so what was their team name i said it before it is the oh yes dragones de ciudad trujillo for some reason i was just hoping it was just going to be his name well i mean trujillo is a part of it oh see look at him (laughs) that'd be like me being like the james arthur martins i know see i'm watching you but Instead, this guy put <laughs> dragons in front of it. Oh, you know? pretty cool! Yeah, the James Arthur Sparkle rock stars. Yes, I like how you're like aligning yourself with this dictator. But anyways, you know what, <laughs> dictator? I'm. You know what? I yeah, I yeah, I see the appeal. I want my own baseball team. Okay, so I'm gonna let that just stay there. So. <laughs> Um, to build his team, and this is just to show how much of a dictator, how much of say he got, he took over both Santo Domingo's baseball clubs and merged them into one. So he was basically like, you know what? These clubs are going to be mine, and I'm going to take the best players from each. (laughs) Which is like, what are you doing? (laughs) Just picking his own team. I know. And then... He went, and this is why the story is interesting to me. I mean, the story just plain is interesting. But he hired Negro League stars, including (gasps) Satchel Paige, and used Satchel Paige to recruit some of his other um, colleagues. And then he, um, Rafael Trujillo, also brought in some Cuban and Puerto Rican players. So he brought in a ton of outside influence to make his team the best team. Okay, so Los Dragones was the first chance Satchel Paige and 
um, a lot of other of the Negro League stars had to play for racially integrated teams. So at the time in 1937, segregation was still like happening in Major League Baseball. It was still popular. Yeah. And so we talked about how Rafael Trujillo was like a piece of shit to his own country. But the Mm -hmm. opposite of that was the African-Americans like Satchel Paige actually benefited a lot. So, for instance, Paige received $6,000 for a 31-game season, whereas he only made $600 a month as a Negro League's best paid player. Wow. Yeah. And then he was, he was making that coin over there was, in the DR. He was. Um, he also had a budget of $30,000 to recruit more players. So, of course, That's he's going to do it because he's getting, Satchel Page is being treated like shit in America, you know? Right. So he goes over to yeah. the DR where, yeah, this, this horrible dictator is ruling the country, but he's treating black people better than they're getting yeah. treated in their own country. So now I wanted to read this to you because I thought it was fascinating because Satchel Page, he recruited a lot of players, and these names are pretty awesome. Ooh, given to me. Okay, so there's Herman Andrews, Harry Williams, Leroy Matlock, Sam Bankhead, yes. and then my personal favorite, Cool Papa Bell. Ooh, yes. I feel like I want him to be my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> cool Papa Bell. Cool Papa Bell. I know. I love yes, it. Yes, Cool Papa and Bell. And he was even able to get the Negro League's best hitter, this guy named Josh Gibson. Josh Gibson was called the Black Babe Ruth and was ki- considered by some to be better than Babe Ruth. But because segregation prevented the two from ever playing, nobody ever knows. Oh. Interesting, right? See? Segregation always be fucking things up. I know. Now we'll never know. And I really wanted to bring up this whole point of segregation equals bad because recently, (laughs) recently, in case you forgot, which people have, because on Mm. Fox News, this one guy named Tucker Tucker Carlson, he has been talking about how diversity is. Um, because a lot of politicians, Republicans and Democrats have been saying diversity is one of our best showcases to this country. And he's saying, is yeah. it really? What? Yes. What? How? He's asking what? when people don't have a baseline of similarities in, say, marriage or the military or working place, how are they supposed to connect? This is on Fox News. He's fucking saying this. Is he trying to take us back? We've been doing all this work to like, and this entire podcast has been devoted to showing how much like we benefit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and just it's been proven that even like on a team of people, when you yep. have different people, like you, you have more diverse of ideas because you have different backgrounds. You think about things differently, and it actually helps for like innovation. Uh-huh. Segregation is terrible. Don't forget it. And Fox News right now, a national television news channel, quote unquote news channel, is secretly promoting segre- pro segregation thoughts. So you know what? Um, going back to this, I like the- yeah. I like that they're not even dog whistling anymore. It's just He's just straight coming up out blatantly it. just being like, hey, here's a line from the 1940s. An oldie but a goodie. It, See, everything old is good. It's, is uh, it's bullshit. So, um, of course, um, the Negro League, um, America, was pissed. <laughs> oh, they were like, don't. <laughs> yeah. So, team owners I who, um, I can't, I can't say for sure, but I have a feeling 
those teams were owned by white people. Um, Probably. They weren't happy that the Dominican Republic was taking their players, right? So um, they promised to ban any player who went to play for Trujillo. Um, But the money was too good, and the players went anyways. It's like, no shit. Like, what are you trying to say? Like, they should have been offering these players more money. They should have been, that, you yeah. know, get... Instead of banning them, like, you say, oh, okay, you can get paid some more, we're going to pay you exactly. more. Exactly. And those players that did come back to the States, they found that the owners were so serious about the ban that um, they had to farm their own barnstorming team, which is basically a type of team that plays outside of the league. Um, a right. good example, and basically the only example of that right now, would be the Harlem Glo- Globetrotters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they had a couple of barnstorming teams. One was called the Trujillo's All-Stars because that's like a big old middle finger to the <laughs> America. Right. Yeah, and then another yeah. one was called the Satchel Page All-Stars. Um, oh. And they actually became very popular. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. You're not going to stop these folks from playing. Like, it's just like, ah, oh, you just can't keep us down. You're not going to keep us I down. Know. We're going to we're gonna do what we're going to do. I'm getting... It somewhat reminds me of just like some of the sports, like, like the NFL teams today. Yes. Just like, ah, and it's like, again, we're not cattle. It's no, not like, you know, you're not going to you're not going to dance for us here. Well, you're not going to let you. It just feels like dance monkey dance sometimes with these. Like, um, it's you know, exactly leagues. what that is. And that's exactly what they want us to be. But unfortunately, yep. um, the story being the complicated story that it is, um, while a lot of uh, black Americans benefited um, Dominican Republic and Dominican Republic baseball suffered from Trujillo basically um, sabotaging the game by creating like this monster superstar team. Um, oh yeah, because they were just crushed. Yeah, they won. The, <laughs> they won all the championships, and man, he wins all the elections. Yeah. he his team wins all the games. And he spent so much money on that team and the foreign players. The league was left bankrupt. And it Damn. didn't. They didn't resume playing until another fourteen years. So wow. that just goes to show it's just bad on all fronts. But like, yeah. what the fuck, America? We had to have a dictator from the Dominican Republic treat your black players better. Better and like yeah. ridiculous. Also, this the the black players from the Negro League were excited because this is the first time that they were playing on integrated teams too. Right, yeah, that whole other experience. For so them. that's the story that I wanted to bring up. Um, also, this is also a good barometer for that boiling pot that you're talking right. about. Like a good notice if you know that you're in a fascist nation. If your leader starts forming their own sports yeah, team, so keep an, keep eye, an on eye on that. that. If they if next time Trump is like trying to form like the the bigly Trumpsters, keep you might be in a in a fascist nation. You might signs that you're in a fascist nation. Right. Like, <laughs> Jesus. So there you go. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Thanks for that historical journey. Yeah. Genre film fans, hear me. I know you're out there. Do not be ashamed of your love for gore, action, sci-fi, or fantasy. It's time to come out of the shadows. Because on Switchblade Sisters, we celebrate our love for genre films. 
I'm film critic April Wolf. Each week I have a conversation with a different female filmmaker about their fave genre film, and we cover film craft, getting projects off the ground, working with actors, and our general love for genre movies. I've had so many great guests like Heather Graham. In the past, it's like so many films are made by men that the female point of view is not always respected, which is why all these stories haven't come out till now. Jennifer's body director, Karin Kusama. I think there's a lot more fantasy and a lot more expectation projected onto a woman director. Comedian and actor, Kate Berlant. I mean, it sounds so cheesy to talk about it in yourself, like, you just keep going, You're, you know, I'm just a vessel, like, I, I just do it, you know, I don't think, but, like, that is what it is. And many others. So check out Switchblade Sisters every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Word words. Learning words. Learning words. Woohoo! We're gonna learn some words today. Who? That was fun. So we just kind of words. That corner. was good. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had our little our ditties. I know. Well, they're back. They're back. They're, they're back. back. The ditties are back. back. They're back. Ditties back, are back. 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 Ditties are back. You guys just got ditties. <laughs> you just got two ditties <laughs> in one. So you're welcome. Consider yourself lucky. So I wanted to just go over, um, you know, it, as as we continue to evolve and the yes. lexicon changes and adapts, it can be sometimes Ooh. be hot, be uh, difficult to stay on top of like what do all the words mean. Um, yeah, help my old brain. And yeah, I mean, the times they are changing, and old man James and old lady Aneke just sometimes we can't be keeping up. And we need help. We need help. And also, too, uh, sometimes we just, you know, we're just talking we're and recording the conversations, and sometimes words just come out, and they might come out wrong, or... This is so true. You know, we mispronounce things all the time, so we call people by the wrong names all the time. It's one of the hazards of Linda tripping yourself yeah. when you're having a conversation. Yeah. I mean, we're no Omarosa, who just stop it. <laughs> records everybody. Sidebar, Omarosa, like apparently she has like 200 recordings. Did she come out with it yet? Uh, she came out with her book dropped like today or something. Oh, I heard she had some new teeth. Some new teeth? Tea. Oh, oh she does. <laughs> I watched her on The View this morning and it's fascinating because she was there okay. two years earlier on The View mm, and she mm-hmm. was vicious towards it was after the election. And so she, I'm done. And she it was after the election. It's so interesting just how mm-hmm. things had changed because after the election she had venom for all those ladies at the table. But now <sighs> they're all friends. Uh be- Okay, so I oh, but, just a plug yeah, yeah. yeah I do want to say this that Amarosa has said that she apologizes that she was complicit in everything okay. that had happened that uh, okay, it was one of those things that you when you have a friend and you just kind of like have these blinders and she did say that she felt because she was the only senior staff member that was African American she felt like she needed to like stay on board and mm. um, you know do the work that she was doing like the stories that she tells just like and the audio that she uh, had that she dropped mm-hmm. like apparently like mm-hmm. they were like Trump would just walk into meetings that like he wasn't supposed to be in but he just loved when he was bored like why are you he's crazy and, yeah and that's the thing is she's that's what she calls her book unhinged that he is actually yeah. um mentally unfit and that they actually had a running joke about invoking the 25th amendment that why they, don't they do it that's not a joke right. they need to do it well yeah and that's why she said that she's like i feel terrible even saying this so that was a joke that we actually should have been doing this and ringing the alarms yeah and the bells um yeah um, I want to give a suggestion if people are kind of interested in the whole Omarosa story, which 
I, I wasn't, but this podcast kind of helped. Um, I would say listen to Still Processing. And the, the episode is um, basically they compare the guy um, who the movie Black Klansman was based off of. Oh. And then um, Omarosa. Yeah. And so I think it's an interesting kind of look into... Um, um, Amorosa, who she is, who her character is, and it's um, the host, um, Wesley and Jenna, are very intellectual. They both write for the New York Times. They're both black. They're both queer. So it's from two good voices that you can trust. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say um, check that out if you're also interested in more information about kind of the context of who the fuck Amorosa is. Yeah. I it's I don't know why this woman just keeps haunting. I've I've watched so haunting. much Omarosa. It's insane. I saw her on The Apprentice. I watched her on what was that um one where she was in the house with Janice Dickinson? Uh not Big Brother. But it was like celebrity um, surreal life. Yes, the surreal life. I uh, and then I saw her on I saw her on Big Brother. And oh, sidebar, I ran mm-hmm. in I was hosting the co-hosting the podcast Upfront with uh Jesse Thorne. Shout out to Jesse Thorne. Excited. Uh, Woo, maximum fun. Maximum fun. Yeah. Him and I were uh holding it down at the podcast Upfronts, which was just in front of a lot of advertisers, and they didn't come there for jokes, but we gave them to them. Uh, apparently salespeople don't like to laugh out loud, I guess. Um, there is sullen. Sullen. Yeah. I, but then they came, and so we thought that they hated us, but then afterwards everyone came up and they're like, oh my God, you guys were so great and so funny. And I'm like, well, you- Oh, that's good. I could hear lots of, the pins were dropping and I could hear them. Um, wow. But I I ran into, so Ross Matthews has a new uh, podcast and I ran into him. I saw him back uh, stage and- Wow. I've seen so much Ross because I watched him on Big Brother this uh, winter as well. Right, right, that right. My right. brain made me think that I knew him because you know I'm kind of in the industry oh. and I'm a I'm a stand up comedian as well. And so my brain uh-huh. was like, "Oh, there's your friend." And I was literally about to be like, "Oh, hey, Ross, how's it going?" Just like, and I was gonna be like, "So how's Amarosa doing? Let's talk." Like, but I'm not. Fr- oh my god! I that my brain rem- reminded me that I'm actually not friends with either of them. Oh, <laughs> but my brain thought I was. <laughs> Anyways, well, that was uh, back to words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give us some words. What's going on? Words, words, words. So, uh, one of our lovely listeners, um, Fiona, uh, sent us an, a little email message, uh, very okay. informative. That last mm-hmm. week, when you and I were just talking about Whitney and saying things, words were coming out of our mouth. I think that yes. we had referenced that Whitney Houston. We interchangeably were using the word like Whitney, uh, sexually fluid and uh, mm-hmm. bisexual. And Mm -hmm. they are not the same as Fiona uh, very eloquently pointed out. So Mm. I wanted to, and it's, I think, like, I know that I probably have maybe just not fully understood all these words that we use, like pansexual, polysexual, bisexual. So I wanted to take a moment and just kind of go over what some of these words are. Okay, cool. It's a little, it's like straight up, we're literally learn laughing and playing. And I'm ready. Pulling out the PowerPoint. I got my red clicker and I'm pointing at some yes. words. So let's do it. And I got these from two different sources. I got one from actually a little <laughs> slideshow. There's a place called slideshare.net. Oh, um, okay. And I found someone's uh, slideshow that they had shared and it seemed very, I liked the words. And also, too, I want to point this out, too, though, that words are can be tricky because like we don't necessarily you know like people define words in different ways so everything that i'm saying like you might not agree with it 110 percent, but i'm doing the best that i can here 
Right, 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 right. So uh, bisexuality, and also I was on bi.org, which also had some great definitions as well. And they pretty much are summing mm. bisexuality as describing um, anyone whose attractions are not limited to one specific sex. So that makes sense because mm. you take down the, the root word bi, so two, mm. sexuality. So um, that's someone who could have both homosexual and heterosexual attractions. So Okay. So um as a scientific term, bisexual is um also just not it's not just an identity label, it's also a sexual orientation that can describe Got a it. set of behaviors from a scientific standpoint. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And then if we go to uh words like pansexual, polysexual, yes. omnisexual, ambisexual. I've never heard of polysexual and omnisexual. This is learning for me. Yeah. Well, there are people who I adopt these uh, identities are essentially expressing the fact that for them gender does uh-huh. not factor into their own sexuality so it's a breaking away from okay that. got it so gender doesn't just people yes exactly they're like I am into people and so people also mm-hmm. this un- this made sense to me when I read this that like these words are, are more uh, they are more inclusive of people who are trans or genderqueer yes. so people who and bisexual might not necessarily include that that's not to say that someone who identifies mm-hmm. as a bisexual person someone who's bisexual could also be still attracted to someone who's trans you know all these things are fluid exactly like and people mm-hmm. use them to whatever's comfort comfortable for them i got it this was helpful for me to just sort of understand because i i I feel like for once you understand a word more, you're probably going to obviously use it more correctly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and the point about fluid um, is more so, I think my understanding of gender fluid is, uh, at least here's what they said here, expresses the fact that the balance of a person's homosexual and heterosexual attractions exists in a state of flux and it changes over time. So, Oh, see, that's interesting because I was thinking gender fluid as more of a identification and not a sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it also says that usually, but not always, people who describe their sexuality as fluid. Um, oh, sexuality as fluid. As fluid, Got yeah. Uh, um, are by people whose attractions skew very heavily towards one gender. Mm. And then there's also the terms heteroflex- Interesting. heteroflexible huh. and homoflexible, which add a further level of specif- uh, specificity, speci- speci- specifics. <laughs> Yeah. By indicating specificity. whether the bisexual person's attractions skew almost exclusively towards same sex or different sex individuals. That makes sense. So someone who um would let like let's say they're heterosexual but flex heterosexual flexible, is that what it is? Flexible heterosexual? Yeah. So it would be like, I'm mostly date um the opposite um gender that I identify with. Yes. But I also sometimes dabble in the the same gender pond. Yeah, yeah, that would be my. Yeah, that makes sense. Well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, that also depends on people who are identifying as a certain gender as well. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Um. Mm-hmm. And then I found this kind of, this uh, little cheat sheet that I thought was really cool it is uh, gender fluid and um, trans, just sort of terms that you'll hear mm-hmm. in the community and I think it's never we never want to assume that everybody knows all the different mm-hmm. terms so 
you know, it was using the word assigned at birth. So it's the correct oh, yeah, way yeah, yeah, of yeah. saying uh, born a male or female. Um, does that make sense? Is saying assigned? Yeah. So like, I uh, like um like I'm a I'm I was assigned female when I was born. Yeah. So that would be the the correct way to approach someone. Um, huh. It, it, interesting. Yeah. So then there's um. So just what I'm saying is that like it takes it out of that person's um, that it was given to the person instead of them claiming it as their own. Right. Yeah. So like there. Yeah. yeah, I was assigned this at birth. Um, I was assigned male. And I either identify with it or I don't. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have cis, someone who identifies with the gender that they were assigned at birth. For instance, you and me. I am a cis male and you are. And I'm a cis female. Yeah. And then you have trans, mm-hmm. someone who does not identify with the gender that they were assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. But they do identify with a gender. With a gender, right, absolutely. And then there's gender fluid, which is mm-hmm. a gender identity, which means that you do not identify as either male or fluid. Uh, and, or female. Or what did I say? Fluid. <laughs> male or fluid. No, those are not the ones. That would just leave female. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. So you don't <laughs> identify with, or you, or you do identify with both male and female. Sure. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know because I feel like a lot of people that I've met that are gender fluid. It's not necessarily they don't identify with any gender, but they do identify with both. Truth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have uh, the uh, gender queer, also known as uh, non-binary, which I think. A lot Isn't of... that similar? Right. Well, it's a catch-all category for gender identities that are not exclusively masculine or feminine. So identities Got which are it. outside of the gender binary. Yes. And, nice. And then, uh, let's see, another one. Oh, and so, but it's also important to know that gender fluid is different to trans. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Because to be trans... You identify with a gender, right. just not the one that you were assigned at birth. Yes. Uh, for example, someone who was assigned male at birth may identify as a female later on in life. They are now a trans female. Mm-hmm. However, someone who was assigned male at birth may not identify as male, but may not identify themselves as female either. And that is called mm-hmm. being gender fluid. Got it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also too, the, for I, there's might be people out there who also I don't know don't identify with any of these words, and that's cool too. Right, or has that's, a completely different know. meaning, you know. So it's like, yeah. So I, for myself, wanted to I I love this because it it just it helps us all get a better understanding of each other. Yeah, and better respect. The more that we learn these terms, the more that we use these terms the more that we are able to respect one another. I heard from somebody that, um, from the trans community, that cis people, if you put your pronouns in um, profiles, it helps normalize it for people who are trans. Mm. So as um, a cis woman, I'm going to start putting that my pronouns are she and her. Gotcha. That way it doesn't become unusual to people when they do say their pronouns. Right. You know? Oh, so it just so. normalizes it. I mm-hmm. that makes total sense. That way they're not like the only ones doing it. 
Exactly. So if we're all doing it. And actually, I remember going to a conference when I went to the uh, Pieta Conference, which is the Pride Youth Theater Alliance, which is an alliance of theater companies that are LGBTQIA plus focusing on youth yeah. theater. And that was, the, cool. it was like every time we said our name, we also said our pronouns. What we It was my first time experiencing that. And uh, yeah. first thing like in the meeting. I have to give props to Max Fun because when I went to the Max Fun Con, um, they gave us pins with pronouns yes. on it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is very important. So I think those of us that um, have privilege in the fact that we are cis, um, that we need to um, be good allies by normalizing certain practices such as saying our pronouns yeah and also doing it's another thing of like just how i want people to understand uh my culture as a black man and and that life and that history and and just the nuances Mm -hmm. of that uh and it's hard sometimes i think like i being on the i consider myself very liberal and on the left uh oh i know everything um right but i don't there's other things that i i'm still learning and growing on and need to be just as up to date on just like the real world, you thought you knew. Yeah, we or you had no idea. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, yeah, not at all. This is the true story. Things are, but you know what? Things are are gonna yeah. start getting polite. I that's what I think. We're gonna. St- I like that. Things are gonna start, start getting, getting polite. polite, and they're gonna get even more real. The real world, minority yeah, corner. The re- <laughs> oh, that was good. Thanks, James. We've reached the end, James. What a good, succinct, to the point episode. Yeah. Well, a lot of tangents, but you know what? The tangents had you know, a point. A tangent with a point. Yes. They were tangent with a point and a purpose. Point and a purpose. Oh, also, speaking of point and purpose, um, I it's important to everybody make sure that you are not only make sure that you're registered to vote. If you heard about yes. this, go to vote.org slash mm. am I registered to vote? Because Ooh, I love this. You're you never if you've moved or you just never know. There's a lot of crazy um there there's a lot of crazy crazy voter shit that the Republicans are doing. Yeah. So you just want to make sure that mm-hmm. you are registered to vote. And if you're in college, yeah. make sure that you have gotten your absentee val- uh make sure that you fill out to get your absentee. Um cause a yes. lot of college students actually like I think probably why so many youth don't vote. They are not registered mm-hmm. to vote in their actual city, so they cuz they're oh. in a different place. So college students do better. <laughs> It's time, you guys. You just got that civic duty started. Yeah. So now it's time to start utilizing. Plus, most of you guys have good ideas. You are our future. You, so please yeah. vote. Ooh, and especially um, a good campaign to donate money to. I would. I. I am endorsing. I think his name is Beto. He's going up against uh, Ted. Oh Cruz. yeah, in Texas. If, could you? I would. I'm getting chills. To think Ted Cruz losing his Senate seat would That'd just be, be amazing. I don't even think that Ted Cruz's constituents even like him. I don't think anybody likes Ted Cruz. Nobody does. Yeah. I mean, the um, a lot of people have been posting tweets that Donald Trump did back in 2016 against <gasps> Ted Cruz. Yeah, which is hilarious. That's hilarious. But, uh, so it's almost like but to it's the almost point, like uh, Trump then endorsing Beto because he does. He's not. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly, and I also want to just point out the fact that Beto is not just the antithesis to Ted Cruz. He's actually really awesome. Yeah. Like he. Um, 
is all about Black Lives Matter. Yes. He gave a really impassioned speech about why he supports <laughs> NFL players kneeling. Yeah, I heard that. He is a young dad. Yeah. He was in a band. Like, he skateboards. You know, what else do you need? Like, he's fucking down for the cause. And Texas, that would be fucking yeah, tight. I feel like it would, it would really <laughs> help you shift. Right? Like, it would really help <laughs> you sort of shift your perspective and ideas of Texas. Like, it's a win for Texas. That It's a huge win. Yes. It's a huge yeah. win. Yeah. It's exciting in time in politics. Like, I think that there's a huge lot of movement is. that is happening and a lot of people, that fire is going. So here we go as we go into the, here we go. Into the midterms. Buckle down. Yes. I love it. So. Oh. Um, <laughs> that, that <makes> <laughs> well, as we're wrapping up here, uh, don't forget to get involved in the conversation. We love it when you all yes, write us reviews. Yes, we love it. Um, we write a review on Tweet iTunes. at us. Absolutely. There's some great tweets that have been piling in. Thank you guys for continually to to share us around, to spread the gospel, to ask us questions, yeah. to give us corrections, nice corrections. Um, <laughs> love it. That's So we're at Minority Corner with a, remember Corner spelled with a K on Twitter. Send us emails, like James's Corner was totally spun off of an email that we got from Minority Corners at gmail.com. And what else? Yeah, the, and the, there it is. I was thinking also, also in the neck, you got snaps uh, from your... Um, um, the I uh, well, you did your one about the uh, pregnancy mortality rate. Uh, oh yeah, the listeners are really here for that, and I also loved it too because it was oh, sparking good. I'm glad you listeners getting involved in different ways. Of uh, yes, so love that. Thank you guys, I love it. Um, that one was really close to my heart, so it was really nice to get that feedback from back from you guys. Thank you, I really appreciate it. Oh, a little update. Remember when I interviewed Amber from Making It? Yes. She did not win, but she was oh. one of the runner-ups. She did make You're, it to the end. I had a feeling. There was something that she said in the interview, and I was like, ooh, and Nekka got the scoop. I, yeah. She made it to the end. <laughs> I know. Well, all the snaps to our Minority Corner alumni, uh, Amber. I had a feeling she was, because every time people come on Minority Corner, they then get, like, Emmys It's and true. Shit. It's very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. So let's go in the way. Well, uh, th- you all have a great, wonderful week. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Minority Corner. There, well, there's, uh, oh. I was at the podcast Upfronts. There's like so many podcasts, and I just appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, thank all you guys for listening. We for really listening. appreciate our audience. Like we, we, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So thanks, Not guys. Without you. Not without you. Mm-mm. Well, thank you for listening to a Minority because Corner. Because together we're, we're the, the majority. majority. Love y'all. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.